This is the Strength Through Food Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself possible by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food, getting rid of those old stupid limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long so that you, yes you, can have the health and fitness journey that you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. I've been there too. Binge eating, purging, over-exercising, under-eating, struggling to find balance, and now I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve and want to be. For the woman out there, who's looking to rid her all-or-nothing mentality surrounding the gym and food. For the woman out there who's struggling to find her sense of balance and her sense of normalcy around food. For the woman out there that's looking to remove her moral attachments surrounding food. You guys know what I'm talking about here. Labeling food as good versus bad or clean versus not clean and then letting those moral attachments dictate her overall food choices every single day. For the woman out there that has anxiety surrounding food, who's experienced episodes of binge eating or other possible disordered eating habits and fitness habits. For the woman out there who is tired of letting food dictate her life. And lastly, for the woman out there who's looking to rid her old stories surrounding her diet struggles and her relationship with the gym. For the woman out there that's looking to rebuild those things for life. For the woman out there that is ready right now, not next week, not next month, not next year, not in a few weeks. For the woman who is ready right now to experience her sense of strength through food freedom. This is what my one-on-one coaching is all about. If you resonated with any of those above things that I said and you found yourself saying, that's me, me too. Wow, is she reading my mind? If that sounds like you, then apply for my one-on-one coaching today. Let's get into today's episode, everyone. Welcome back to the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning back into today's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're tuning in. Today's topic is my favorite in terms of understanding your relationship with food and also repairing your relationship with food. There's so many different factors that go into our overall relationship with food and often moral attachments is huge in ways that you may not even fully understand. So removing moral attachments to food is the foundation of my one-on-one coaching program that I use to help so many women overcome their food struggles, overcome their all or nothing mentality surrounding the gym and finding that version of balance with food that they're looking for. So removing moral attachments to food is one of my most favorite things to talk about, like I said a little while ago, because there's so many different factors that go into it and you can truly understand how your moral attachments to food are either hindering your journey and finding food freedom or having a sustainable fitness journey or also really 
negatively impacting your fitness journey or your overall relationship with food. So you all have heard me talk about moral attachments a lot. I talk about it a lot. I talk about it to my family. I talk about it to clients. I talk to potential clients about moral attachments to food to truly help everyone understand how it can really impact our overall mind, our body, and everything that makes up who we are in terms of food. So... With that being said, today I'm going to talk about those moral attachments to food and why it is possibly hurting you, your relationship, and either hindering your fitness journey or helping you possibly along your fitness journey. So moral attachments is food becoming a matter of morals. So that means, and we've all heard this before, clean, bad, good, naughty, whatever phrase you want to use to place a moral attachment to food. So my favorite example of moral attachments to food is this picture that I came across on, I believe it was Pinterest over the summer. And it was this woman with her friend Sharon and Sharon was eating a piece of cake. And Sharon says to her friend, oh my God, I am so bad for eating this cake. And her friend throws her hands up in the air. I'm convinced that that lady was me that was throwing her hands up in the air. She throws her hands up in the air and she says to her friend, Sharon, for fuck's sake, Sharon, you are eating cake, not burning down an orphanage. Pause. So take that in for a moment. You know, what's really actually bad in this world? Is it eating a piece of cake? Is it eating a piece of pizza? Is it going over your calories? Is it maybe not going to the gym? Whatever the case may be, what's worse? Not doing those things or possibly burning down an orphanage or not holding the door for a little old lady behind you or punching your boyfriend or your husband in the face. What's worse? What's, what can actually make you feel bad? And you know, feelings towards food when we have them and if it's something that we really don't label as being healthy, these moral attachments can really, really negatively impact us and they can cripple us and they can cause this this cycle, this repetitive cycle over and over again of doing bad, doing good, doing bad, doing okay, doing good, doing bad. And then we automatically feel worse or better about ourselves in terms of the food that we ate, right? So diet culture has taught us that anything that possibly tastes good, right, that we may label as not quote unquote healthy has got to be bad for you, your body, your soul, or both, and that you are this horrible human being if you are on a weight loss goal or a fitness goal or whatever the case may be and you decide to take part in eating that food. Well, diet culture is telling us for years that this is bad and that you are bad and that you're going to go to hell or whatever, right? So you guys get my idea here. So moral attachments to food is also strongly represented within food advertising and marketing. So for instance, seeing foods that say taste the same, but with half the guilt or lower calorie options without the guilt, right? Anything that is placing that moral attachment within its label so that the consumer can feel a little bit better about themselves for eating that food versus say the full calorie food. So an example of that is say, for instance, I'm just going to use a hundred calorie pack of Chips Ahoy, 
right? So those are 100 calories. They're much less lower in calories than, say, two real cookies, but actually not that, not by much. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But for instance, people will eat those so that they do not, quote unquote, feel guilty for eating the real food, the real cookies. Um, So what's interesting about that is that for the majority of the time, people will take part in eating these like 100 calorie packs because they think that it's a better option, right? But deep down inside when they're done eating them, they still really want possibly the real actual food and they want the real cookies and they want the the chewiness and the thickness and everything that makes up what an actual cookie is, right? Deep down, their craving for that food or their desire for that food is still going to be there. So it's interesting how just labeling can make a huge difference in how somebody may feel about themselves if, say, I chose to eat the 100 calorie pack versus the actual serving size of Chips Ahoy. And I believe a serving size of Chips Ahoy, and I'm not 110% correct on this possibly, but it may only be 20 calories more. I believe it may be like 120 calories. And I'll go back and I'll check that. So you know, for 20 calories more, you are going to possibly feel so horrible about yourself, like a failure if you ate those foods versus the 100 calorie pack. So in terms of discussing moral attachments to food, be really mindful, you guys, of the language that you use and how you talk to yourself. So sometimes even just saying things like, oh, I need to clean things up or I have to get back on track, right, can put internal pressure on you and subconsciously make you place moral attachments onto food therefore your dietary history or relationship with food possibly almost causes a relapse behavior so what i mean by that is when we you know when we say fall off for a little while or we feel like we're not being as diligent as we really want to be we put this pressure on ourselves to get back on track And we put this pressure on ourselves to clean things up and be more on top of it and meal prep more and eat enough protein and eat more vegetables, right? We put all of this internal pressure onto ourselves, And there, from there, if you are someone who has really struggled with having a healthy relationship with food, right? This is where your dietary history and relationship with food comes into play. Because with that being said, it almost causes us that relapse behavior, like what I said. So instead of being just more present with food or understanding why it is that we're eating certain things right now, instead, we automatically go back to, oh, got to get back on track, got to get back on track, can't eat this, can't eat that because I'm cleaning things up or that doesn't really fit into my macros that great or whatever circumstance you want to use, we automatically kind of go back into that behavior of where we were before we either started to develop a healthier relationship with food or if we haven't developed a healthy relationship with food yet we automatically go back to that safe zone because we know that we possibly may be quote-unquote good if we do not eat those cookies right because we're going to be able to have more calories to eat other things so just kind of sit there for a second and, and take that in and try to understand what i'm saying i hope that makes sense So when you think of a food that is bad, right, we tend to eat it in secret and shame and we eat possibly much more of it because there's no one watching and then we feel terrible. What's more is when the moral language 
is encouraging one of them to be bad, right, it very quickly gets transferred to the person eating it. So if that brownie is bad, then this person is automatically bad. I'm bad because I messed up on my diet. I'm bad because I overate my calories. I'm bad because I had a piece of cake or I had fried chicken over grilled, right? Assigning that moral value to food threatens our self-esteem. Our sense of self is not dependent on what we ate or what we didn't eat in a given day. The foods we eat, how much exercise, or even a number on the scale, does not determine the value and worth that we hold as human beings. And I've talked about that in previous podcast episodes, so you guys can feel free to go back to previous episodes and truly understand why it is that those things do not dictate who we are as human beings, right? So in terms of threatening our self-esteem, this is where... I see so many people struggle with. Um, I see so many people truly just beat themselves up because they overate or they ate something that was bad and then they throw in the towel for the rest of the day and they give up on their goal for the day and then maybe it possibly leads to uh, or leads to a binge for the next few days, right? And it makes us feel so shitty about ourselves. And it makes us go into the cycle, like I said earlier, of going over and over and repeating that same struggle over and over again because you're perpetuating that good, bad, good, bad cycle. But what if you could get out of that cycle? What if you could learn that no foods are truly off limits and that you do not need to beat yourself up for your food choices? And it may seem a little far-fetched for you to understand now. Maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking to yourself, I can never be able to do that. I don't know how to have a healthy relationship with food. All I know is that I emotionally eat or I binge eat or I'm always starting over and I always label things as good or bad, right? So maybe right now that may seem a little bit far-fetched for you, but I promise you is if you learn to understand to give yourself permission to eat those quote-unquote bad foods, you're not going to go through this overall repetitive cycle of bad, good, I'm bad, I'm good cycle over and over and over again because you're going to learn that having that food every so often puts you in the power to have the foods that you actually want and that no food actually has power over you and that you have control over that food. So that is where I truly struggled for so long, you guys. That was what made up my disordered eating habits and my eating disorder. It's because I placed such strict moral attachments onto food, right, that I would restrict myself from it so severely because no, Julia, brownies are bad, pizza is bad, that's bad, this is good, right, protein, whatever, Right. This is where I struggled for so, so long. And it's probably why I have such a passion in helping other women overcome removing their moral attachments to food is because I know what it's like to feel anxiety surrounding the certain food. I know what it's like to not feel normal around the food. And I know what it's like to always be starting over because I messed up and I was bad. And this is why it is just such my passion to help you overcome your moral attachments to food if you have them and if you are really having a hard time with managing your relationship with food right now and you're really really struggling so i'm going to share an example of 
moral attachments and how they can make us feel in terms of certain food, right? So I'm going to use a brownie as an example. I eat it. I enjoy it in the moment, but then the guilt sets in. I leave the restaurant overly full and beating myself up for having that brownie, telling myself, Julia, you've been so good lately. I can't believe you blew it over a brownie. No more desserts for you. Tonight, it's kale. It's a kale salad with chicken on it and nothing else. This was my biggest struggle. So just sit there and like reiterate what I just said in your head. How mean is that to say to yourself? I can't believe you blew it. You're like, you can't have this now, right? You're truly bullying yourself in that moment for having that brownie. What if it's possible to look at food and think how nourishing it will be for your body without giving it that moral value, right? So stop and think about that for a minute. Instead of looking at chicken, right, as thinking, okay, that's a good food, right? Maybe look at chicken as being a source of protein that's going to help you build muscle or maintain your muscle. It's possible to look at food and say that you want something with more nutritional value instead of calling it bad. So for instance, earlier today when I got done eating lunch, I was automatically craving something sweet and I wanted the Oreos that were in my cabinet because I just genuinely wanted something sweet, right? But in my head, I thought to myself, eh, yeah, I want it because it's sweet, but do I want it because it's there? Or maybe there's something else that can give me a little bit more energy today because I know I have a lot going on with work. I know I had to upload the podcast. I knew I had a discovery call later with a potential client. I knew I had client check-ins on top of training in-person, personal training clients, right? I knew I had a lot going on for the day. So instead, I looked for something with more nutritional value instead of just calling the Oreos bad. And with that, I decided to have a Greek yogurt with granola and I moved on and I didn't place that moral attachment onto the granola or the yogurt. Instead, I just picked something with more nutritional value. That's not saying that I'm not going to have those cookies at some point today because I still really may want them or I may like them later. But instead, often taking a step back when we feel like this automatic want for something and understanding, okay, why is it that I actually want that? Is it because they're there or is it because maybe I'm still hungry, right? Or maybe I, I maybe have a craving for it, right? Understanding why it is that you actually really want that food can really help you have a healthy relationship with food and allow you to have a deeper understanding of why you make the food choices that you do. And especially if you are someone who is really struggling right now in terms of finding a healthy relationship with food or finding your balance within food. So we can make food choices based on wanting to either nourish ourselves out of self-love instead of punishing ourselves with shame. You have to give yourself full permission to eat all of the foods, you guys, in order to have a healthy relationship with them. So the more you place a moral attachment or the more you place either an emotional attachment to the foods or you compare yourself from years prior because this is how you ate foods back then compared to now, 
right? You have to give yourself full permission to eat all the foods in order to remove your negative moral attachments to them so that you can truly learn that no foods are off limits. Yes, they have different nutritional values, right? But you have to understand that just because possibly you binge ate French fries years ago and say you're someone who's made a lot of progress in terms of improving their relationship with food, that doesn't mean that now you're going to possibly binge eat on French fries just because that's what you did in the past, right? Think about it like this. If you're someone who does uh, strength training and you're bench pressing 95 pounds, right? But you're not really getting anywhere with that 95 pounds and you're stagnant because of it and you're beating yourself up because of it. Right. So you so you just avoid benching altogether, but you know it's an exercise that you really want to get better at and you want to gain strength that because one, it helps you develop nice shoulders and all that great stuff that comes with strength training. Right. But instead of ignoring it, you can work on improving that lift by doing the lift more. Right. Or by doing other exercises to help increase the overall lift. So maybe you're not ready to introduce back a food into your life that you possibly used to really be afraid of or that you used to place really negative moral attachments to them okay maybe instead of going full force into having that food right maybe have a little bit of it and learn that that food is truly not off limits this can also help um, reducing urges to binge eat of that certain food if you are someone who struggles with binge eating So sometimes with clients, I try this certain experiment um, for those clients that are involved in my one-on-one coaching program, Strength Through Food Freedom. I have them write down a list of foods that they consider to be good or bad. Then I see if they can come up with other words to describe them that have nothing to do with their moral values. So they can't say things like good or bad or whatever, or clean or dirty. Instead, they focus on discovering how these various foods make them feel, right? Then they see if they can try such foods without a different non-judgmental label attached to the food. And then I watch their experiences with these foods change drastically, right? So instead of, say, I'm going to use pizza as an example, instead of somebody labeling pizza as bad, I once had a client... Um, label the food as childhood memory, right? She has a very strong memory of pizza within um, within her family growing up, right? They used to have it a lot. So that was a really fond memory that she had. And then she also put sluggish. Um, that I still kind of feel like is a bit of a moral attachment because it's kind of in a way if you eat it Oh, nobody really likes to feel sluggish. So I kind of felt like that was a moral attachment and she didn't really think of it that way. So it was amazing to see her mind kind of open up to how she felt once she started labeling things within that food to be more positive versus negative. So if you are someone who is really struggling right now to heal your relationship with food and remove these moral attachments that are so just beating you up every day and it's like this hellhole for you because you're always starting over and you're always labeling foods as good or bad and you can't understand why you can't stop binge eating or restricting or just going through that same repetitive cycle over and over again, 
send me a message either through Instagram, Julia with two underscores Feliciano, or through my website, strengththroughfoodfreedom.com. And if you are struggling, in fact, I will send you my free e-guide, Three Ways to Heal Your Relationship with Food. And I made this e-guide back over in the summer and I've gotten really great feedback because first it's free it's a free resource for you to have and to learn from for you to always refer back to and I've gotten such good feedback because it has truly helped women put into perspective and men how their relationship with food is dictating either their self-worth or is dictating their overall fitness journey and it's making them look at things in a different light So this was a um, testimonial from a woman named Justine who I sent this e-guide to and she said, oh my God, this is amazing. I was just talking about how crappy it is that help for eating disorders costs so much money. It's just one more reason why I haven't been able to beat this disorder. Thank you so much for doing this. What you are doing is ultimately what I want to do. I just want to help people overcome this thing. Congrats on your recovery, Julia. I'm so very proud of you. So reading that out loud again means so much to me to know that I gave that woman hope with this free guide, right? That I gave her hope to beat this thing, quote, and that I gave her the inspiration to help other women overcome that same thing that fills my heart with so much joy. I wish you guys could see me right now. My eyes are filled. Um, And that is truly why I have been put onto this planet is to help you, is to help other women out there know that they don't have to live like this forever and that you don't have to live like this forever if you are struggling right now. All right. You do not need to keep living in this binge restrict, binge restrict or bad and good cycle. There's more to life than that. And when you find it, it's truly a beautiful thing. And it's amazing to me that I then gave her the inspiration to do what I do to help even more women out there. So I hope you guys learned a thing or two within today's podcast. And if you are ready right now, right now, and if you are a hell yes right now to really start improving your relationship with food and improving your all or nothing mentality in terms of hitting the gym and wanting to really find your version of food freedom so that you can stop always starting over, head to my website once again, strengththroughfoodfreedom.com to fill out my one-on-one coaching application to work with me. My one-on-one coaching program is designed for the woman who is tired of binge eating, she's tired of always starting over, she's tired of wondering why she's not possibly reaching her fitness goals, and she's tired of fearing food. That is what my one-on-one coaching is all about. And if that sounds like you, and if that's a hell yes, then don't beat around the bush. Fill out that one-on-one coaching application to work with me today. We'll hop on that discovery call. We'll, we'll see if we are a great fit for coaching and we'll take it from there and we will take the first step that you need in order to find your version of strength through food freedom today. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, guys. Let me know what you thought about it. Send me a message. Give me feedback. Leave a review on iTunes. 
if you leave that review on iTunes, if you leave the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast a five-star review, I will reach out to you directly and do some free coaching for you. I will have you tell me some of the struggles that you're facing involving food or maybe involving the gym or having a healthy relationship with food. You can tell me your struggles and I will provide you with free coaching and a free e-guide developed specifically for you in order to help you through your struggles. You get a free sense of coaching through me if you leave that five-star review for the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. So I would greatly appreciate that and I would love to give back to the people who I serve. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast, everybody. I hope you were able to learn something. I hope you were able to take something away from listening. And I hope that you're going to now act on the things that you've learned and implement them into your daily life. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you next Friday, everybody. Have a good one.